not what they claim to be. everybody and welcome back to my podcast or welcome if you are new i apologize for my voice like i said in my last episode my mom got sick and she passed the sickness on to me and my voice is almost gone my throat is not here with us anymore it's currently dying and i have to do this episode i am sorry that i have to put you guys through this episode and you guys will hear me like this i know it makes you not want to listen to this episode but today's topic is really interesting this is day seven of my seven day series regarding true crime and urban legend and this is the last and final episode of my series on day seven i didn't know what to talk about I wanted to talk about something creepy like urban legends. I didn't want to talk about true crime anymore because it really drains me. So I decided to do my research. I found absolutely nothing. And then I had the amazing idea of talking about an iceberg. Breaking down an iceberg that includes a lot of urban legends. And now if you don't know what an iceberg is, an iceberg is basically when you take a topic like urban legends and you classify it in parts or levels. You take a picture of an iceberg and you divide it into levels or sections where you will basically add urban legends. The tip of the iceberg or level one represents urban legends that are well known and the last level fucking god my cat is eating my pudding anyways i'm sorry (laughs) the um, last layer the last level of the iceberg it represents urban legends that you might not ever heard of that are terrifying as fuck and yeah go ahead and listen to the first part if you haven't already like i said in the first part i'm not covering every single urban legend because it would take me fucking 10 episodes to do that but I'm covering only urban legends that I find interesting and interesting to you guys without rambling too much and being straight to the point. And at the end of a level, I'm also telling you guys what urban legends I didn't cover so you can research them if you want to do further research. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. I'm really excited. This is the last and final episode It feels really sad to me because this series has finished. I had a lot of fun, but it also feels good because I overworked my ass off with this series. I recorded an episode almost every single day and my throat hurts so much and this is a huge factor. But anyways, I don't give a fuck. I want you guys to have fun and to be entertained and I love you and I also enjoy talking about this. So we left off at level six. We covered levels from 1 to 5 in the first part, and now we are going to cover level 6, which is actually called Small Town Legends Turned Big. So, let's get into it. I don't like this iceberg, guys! Oh my god! So, the following urban legend that I wanted to talk about is called the fucking Midnight Jogger. The fucking Midnight Jogger. I did not find anything on the internet. I only found some somebody talking about a video 
about somebody that was jogging at midnight and I thought nothing of it so I searched it on YouTube and I see a video there was a woman who was jogging at night and there was a man that ran beside her and then he disappeared into thin air and she looked really terrified and then she proceeded to run more and then the man again ran beside her then he stopped randomly and then he ran backwards the thing that was really terrifying is that he didn't even turn back he just ran backwards i have chills it scared the shit out of me he ran backwards so fucking fast it was not a human it was not fucking human so i guess that this is the urban legend this video that is super fucking mysterious i don't know how he managed to run like that or what was going on in the video but it is terrifying you guys search it it is also called you can find it under the name midnight jog or jogger sees the unknown i haven't watched the full video i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna tell you guys what i think of it it is genuinely terrifying so this video that i just watched is called true horror stories midnight jog pov it is so scary because this man in this video ran backwards so fast and our brain isn't used to seeing something like this and he basically followed her to her house girl that was fucking terrifying anyways the next urban legend that we are gonna cover on level six is called the himuro mansion now i actually heard of a little part from the story but i didn't know the full context okay so basically in a forest just beyond the city of tokyo there is a supposed home which is really fucking haunted due to some events that occurred a long time ago the himuro mansion is home to one of the most gruesome murders in the whole japanese history so seven people were allegedly found murdered as a part of an occult ritual gone wrong okay so let me tell you about this ritual this ritual was performed as a way to keep the evil away from farms or i don't know houses i don't know exactly from where but basically preventing evil so basically this ritual involved raising a woman in secret preventing her from forming any attachments to anybody basically having a significant other and then tying her limbs to an oxen now if you don't know what an oxen is i didn't know what an oxen was either let me read you the definition so an ox also known as a bullock is a male bovine trained and used as a draft animal so this is basically a method of transportation but instead of a horse it has a male bovin was the name anyways so her limbs the girl that was kept away from anybody uh, her limbs were were tied with strings to oxen and essentially ripping her ripping her limbs so sometimes in the last 80 years the woman the young woman that was chosen for this honor for this ritual managed to actually meet a young man and fell in love with him and because she grew up and 
attached to someone, she was no longer viable for the participation in the ritual. So basically, the family failed in this responsibility, the responsibility of carrying the whole thing out, dishonoring themselves in the process. And then a powerful patriarch, I think, yeah, a powerful patriarch killed each and every one of the members in the family with a traditional sword, probably a katana. So it is said that the murder occurred in their house, in the house that I'm talking about. But a lot of people actually say that this home, the Himuro mansion, is actually a hoax. The story is really creepy. And yeah, let's move on to the next one. It is really fun. I love talking about urban legends and icebergs. So love that. The next urban legend is really interesting. I have never heard of this and it's really intriguing. So it is called Walking Sam. I'm going to read a little bit of this article from Wiki about Walking Sam so you guys can have an idea. So let's get started. Quote, I'm sure some of you have heard of Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Dakota? I don't know. It's a state. I don't know how to pronounce it. If not, it's a Lakota. I'm going to say it in a Romanian accent reservation that's near the Black Hills of South Dakota. And it's one of the places that helps perpetuate the stereotype of Native American reservations being bad places to live due to the poverty, homelessness, crimes such as rape, murder, drug abuse, alcohol, alcoholism, child abuse, and the most infamous one of the problems, suicide. Sadly, it's mostly teenagers or younger who commit suicide. One of the beliefs in the Lakota tribe is a type of suicide spirit called Walking Sam or Tall Man, as he is also called. End quote. This spirit drives people from ages 12 to 34 basically to kill themselves. Um, this spirit usually appears in places that are really horrible, like this one, filled with crimes, filled with sadness and suicide and fucking drugs and whatever you want to. So he usually appears into those these settings and he drives people to kill themselves. And he is supposedly a seven foot tall man. He is really lean. He has eyes. He doesn't have a nose. He doesn't have a mouth. And he is really pale. I don't know if I said this. Anyways, Although he might resemble Slenderman, he was actually way older than Slenderman. Slenderman has been around since 2009, and basically the first known reference in the modern age regarding the spirit is in a book that was written in 1983 called The Spirit of Crazy Horse by Peter Mathen. I don't know how to say his last name. Anyways... So this spirit is believed to be sent to Earth as a punishment. So yeah, this is truly terrifying. I'm gonna stop level 6 and I'm gonna tell you the urban legends that I did not cover so you can go ahead and research them if you want to. So we have bodies in Sydney Harbour Bridge, the Montauk Project, and that's it. Oh my gosh, I covered so much. Oh, and the Night Marchers. So yeah, this is everything on level six let's move on to level seven okay so we are now at level seven which oh my god i lost my voice completely anyways level seven is called underrated legends and the first one we have is satoro kun 
it is pronounced Satoru-kun, but I don't know why they wrote here Satoru-kun. Anyways, Satoru-kun is basically the spirit of a young boy who knows everything. He knows everything regarding the past, present, and future, and he can answer you any question you have for him. Now, in order to receive an answer, you need to perform a dangerous ritual which is really creepy. I don't know why I did not talk about Satoru-kun in my Japanese urban legends, but anyways. So basically, by contacting him, you are playing a really dangerous game. So the first step is to insert money in the public phone box and dial your own mobile phone number. And then you answer your phone and you repeat the following chant, which I'm going to say right now. Satoru-kun, Satoru-kun, please come here. Satoru-satoru, please show yourself. Satoru-satoru, Satoru-satoru, I'm sorry. Please answer me if you are there. Now, you will have to hang up the public payphone, turn off your mobile phone. And if you did everything correctly, you will receive a phone call from Satoru-kun within 24 hours. And he will call you, he will basically tell you, his location. This reminds me a lot of the urban legend called Likachan with the doll that was calling the girl every single time she was closer and closer to her and, until she was behind her. And then we don't know what happened. If you want to learn more about Likachan, either research or listen to my Japanese urban legends episodes. Episode, I'm sorry. So when he calls for the first time, Satoru-kun will tell you where he is. Then he will hang up and he will call you several times until he will be closer and closer to where you are. And the last time he calls, he will say, I am behind you now. Now, this time, you need to act quick and not be afraid. You need to ask your question. The rules of this game are do not look at him, do not turn around and look at him because you will die. He will kill you or he will drag you into hell, supposedly. Rule number two, do not touch him. And rule number number three, do not call him if you do not have a question. Do not perform this ritual if you don't know exactly the question that you want to ask. And number four, when he is behind you, do not delay. Ask your question when he hangs up the phone and he is behind you. The next urban legend, which I'm going to discuss on level seven, yes, level seven, is called 10 Dreams. So, this is a Japanese legend, once again. The, this iceberg and overall the internet is filled with Japanese urban legend and, legends, and this one is called Ten Dreams. I'm gonna have to read it to you because this urban legend basically consists of ten dreams that you will have consecutively in ten days, and this website basically describes you the dreams that you will have, and the rules that you must follow. So, dream number one. You're lying in your bed, and you notice a girl at the window. Like, genuinely, a girl at the window. And the only rule that you have to follow is to let her in your room. So, day one is finished. The second day, you will have another dream. Dream two. The girl is now in your room. Because she's looking down and because of her long hair, you are unable to see her face. You hear her, I'm sorry, you hear her muttering something and after a while you begin to understand what she's saying. 
she's saying please please the next rule is let her lie next to you in bed such a creepy thing anyways day three comes and you will dream dream three she's lying next to you in bed you can now see her face clearly and it's very badly burnt the rule is to not cry once you see her face dream number four you get out of bed and the girl says let's go to the park the rule is go to the park with the girl without saying a word dream number five you are now at the park and you see someone pushing a stroller taking a closer look you see that the mother is a cat and the baby is a dog or vice versa what the fuck this is the first time i'm reading this also rule number five. Oh my god you must kill either one of them the fuck dream number six while playing with the girl at the park you take notice of an airship about to take off the rule is to get onto the airship airship i'm sorry on time dream number seven the airship is full with people who have heard this story just like you the rule is to find the seat for yourself at any cost dream number eight after a while red and black roses will begin raining down on you the rule of this dream is to only throw the black roses from the airship anyways dream number nine the airship takes you back to the park and the rule is to go home with the girl and lie in the bed with her once again and dream number 10 you will not know what happens on the 10th day unless you followed all of the rules in the previous days tell this story when you're awake otherwise you will go back to day one of the dream forever oh my fucking god so terrifying anyways this website also lists symbolism of dreams that you have for example red roses red roses can be seen as a sign of love or desire respect admiration or devotion a deep red rose can convey feelings of heartfelt regret and sorrow and black roses death and passing away the cat signifies illusion or delusion and dogs in dreams and in negative sense symbolize loss of self-control over instincts and urges so yeah this is basically everything about this urban legend it is terrifying and yeah that's all i have to say the next urban legend is terrifying as fuck it is called dream school and this one is an urban legend regarding a young boy on this website that i'm on he is named just k so we're gonna go with k now this boy had a dream and he never was able to escape his dream his dream was full of horror and apparently if you read the story or if you hear the story of this boy's dream and you will not forget about it in a week within a week you will find yourself in the same dream trapped forever so let me read you the dream what was going on and everything i'm not always gonna read from this website because it has a lot of information like he went to that staircase and he, then he turned left and then right and then went to the art room like that is not interesting so i'm gonna try to summarize it as much as i can so there was a japanese boy na named k who had a very strange dream 
In the dream, he found himself wandering through a school. It was not his school. It was a school he did not recognize. It was night, and the school was in darkness, complete darkness. A sound of footsteps echoed down the empty hallways. His footsteps. No one else's footsteps. He was alone. Anyways, it was very eerie. He tried to open the doors and the windows, but they were all locked. He tried banging on them as hard as he could, but the glass would not crack. The school was large and sprawling. It was like a maze. And basically now, the author of this article, of this story, is saying that he tried to basically get away from the hallway that he was on. And he couldn't because he returned to where he found himself firstly in the dream. So the hallway was a loop. So he was starting to get, get scared and he decided to try a different route. He ran down the hallway to the right, then took the first left and then the first left again. And then he went through a lot of classes, whatever, hallways, staircases, whatever. Then he heard something the sound of a clock and then he looked up and he saw a clock which is so creepy because i just watched stranger things like a few weeks ago and if you know you know the grandfather clock brings me nightmares so he heard this clock and he basically felt really confused because he didn't know what the clock was doing there then he heard another set another set i'm sorry of footsteps following him so then he started running he didn't look behind him and he desperately wanted to escape he ran up to a set of stairs and then he found something he found basically an emergency exit next to the door there was a glass wait a glass box that housed the keys but it was smashed the keys were missing instead there was a note that said, the key is in the classroom number 108. The steps were getting louder and louder and faster. And he ran, he eventually found the classroom with the number 108. It was complete darkness. He could barely see something. And he locked the door, he found the key. Everything was going nice for him because he finally found an escape from whatever was behind him he started basically searching for items that could be valuable to him and then he heard steps approaching the door and knocks at the door and the knocks were getting louder and louder and louder until they stopped and eventually he waited like a few minutes and he opened the door really gently and quietly and he saw students, like random fucking kids, dead on the hallway with their limbs missing from their bodies and they were moving. It reminds me of when those videos on YouTube where some people just fry fish and it moves. This is exactly what it is described like by this author that the bodies, the dead bodies of those kids were moving like that. So 
after that, it, it's not known what happened to him. And apparently, if you don't forget the story, in seven days, you will have the same dream and you will be stuck. The last urban legend of level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 is called the Cursed Kleenex Commercial. Now, I watched this commercial and it is really weird. It is not creepy for me, but it is weird. Basically, there is a woman dressed in white and a baby that is painted red with like a wig and a horn, a green wig and a horn, and they have in front of them a box of Kleenex wipes. And the woman just pulls one out, it flies out of her hand, and that's it. That's the commercial. And it has an eerie song in the background with a woman with a really high-pitched voice singing in English. It's really weird. And a lot of people claim that if you watch this commercial, you are going to be cursed. And apparently the cast of this commercial died by murder. I don't know this exactly. But here's the thing about this commercial. This is an old commercial. It was actually discontinued off of television. It was created, I think, in the 1985. Yeah, 1985. And it is creepy. It is weird and I don't know what marketing strategy this is, but I guess it worked. Okay, so let me tell you the urban legends that I didn't cover if you want to research them. So, we have No Face Kisarargi Station. I don't know how to say that. The Well to Hell. Uh, the Marg gasser of Matan, rat king and fatal fair and stole gateway to hell there were a lot of urban legends in this section so anyways let's move on to level eight level eight is called tales from other lands and let's go ahead and cover some of them the first urban legend that i'm going to talk about is called blue star tattoo legend and this is basically about a lick and stick tattoo. Basically those temporary tattoos that we would have as kids. They are usually in the form of a blue star. And those the blue star is signifying Dallas Cowboys, the logo of the Dallas Cowboys. Or it can also represent a character from an animation for kids. For example, Mickey Mouse. Those lick and stick tattoos are apparently soaked in LSD. Yeah, this is the urban legend. That's it. I want to get one. Where do I get one? Anyways, the next urban legend which I'm going to discuss is named Water Babies. So Water Babies are, depending on the source, a spirit, ghoul, or a monster. Water Babies are basically babies who live in like rivers or lakes whatever anyways there are two types of water babies the tricksters and the murderers so tricksters apparently mess with humans they prank them they do all types of pranks onto them and they scare the shit out of them and the murderers are just really hungry for flesh human flesh and they become mindless killing machines now there is actually an urban legend regarding those water babies in Idaho and Utah. I did not know how to say Idaho and I searched the pronunciation 
and I'm not sure if I pronounced it right, but anyways, in Pocatello, Idaho, Massacre Rocks. The urban, legends, the urban legend of this area states that one year a terrible famine overtook the land of natives and they could not feed themselves nor could they feed any babies and the mothers were basically forced to drown their kids so that they cannot die of starvation. And it is said that the kids adapted to the water. They did not die. They grew fins and tails and gills. And they survived. And now they are murdering people. Love that. The next urban legend is called Black Volga. Now, Black Volga refers to an urban legend which is really popular in the following countries. Poland, Hungary, Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Greece and Mongolia. It was really famous in the 60s and in the 70s, and it basically refers to a black car. The car is called GAZ-21 or GAZ-24 that allegedly used to adopt, abduct and murder people. Love that. We also had an urban legend like this in Romania. It was called Ambulanza Negra or the Black Ambulance. And basically, it was an ambulance, it was fully black, and it would take kids and remove their organs or kill them or abduct them. Love that. The following urban legend is really interesting. It is called Naleba, and I hope I pronounced it right. Let me spell it for you. N-A-A-L-E-B-A-A. Naleba. So, there was a story that dates back to the 90s of a witch. This witch would visit random houses in Bangalore at night, knocking on the door and calling out the name of the person that lived inside the house. And she would usually search for people who would live home alone, and she would also mimic the voice of one of their relatives, like their mom. The innocent and clueless people would open the door and they would die within the next 24 hours. The word spread and the people started to write on the walls of their house, Naleba, which means in the local language, come tomorrow. So basically the witch would go to the house, would say come tomorrow, would go to another house. Then she would come tomorrow and she would see come tomorrow. So she would come tomorrow and this will be basically an endless loop and this led to April 1st being referred to as the Naleba Day, and it is still a tradition to many families to write Naleba outside their houses to ward off evil spirits. It is a nice legend. The next urban legend or myth is called Pinky Pinky, and its origin is South Africa. It was known that Pinky Pinky was a weird creature, to say the least. It is described as a featureless boogeyman, half-human, half-monster that lives in the girl's bathroom. Now, if you are a girl and you wear pink and you go to the bathroom, Pinky Pinky will get mad as fuck. And the consequences of you wearing pink will be horrifying. He is said to mess with girls in the bathroom, to, you know, trick them to murder them and even rape them. So, Pinky Pinky is terrifying. 
also if i i don't know if i said this but this was really popular in the 90s anyways let's move on to the other level level nine what the fuck we are almost finished before i do that let me tell you the urban legends which i didn't discuss on level eight so you can research them boo hags boo hags it is b double o h a g s anyways epping forest pond the lighthouse and the naval vessel the white death and the vanishing hotel room again there were a lot of urban legends on this level let's move on to level nine the first urban legend is called 999999 phone charging so it is said that if you have low battery and you try to dial the number triple nine your battery will go up and your phone will have more power this is kind of a stupid one but anyways let's move on the next urban legend which is also really short is called wait a second i said short like margot Mar margot margot robbie i don't know how to say her name in an accent but i don't know she has such a beautiful accent and i said short like her love that for me anyways so the next urban legend which is like i said really short is called again i said it again anyways short I, I cannot say this word anyways it is called aids needles in the gas pump it was a rumor that people would put hidden needles infected with hiv or stuff like that onto gas pumps and when whenever you would try to basically pump gas you would sting yourself with the needle and you will have aids and this also reminds me of an urban legend that was of romanian nature i don't know if it was everywhere in the country or just in my city but there was a picture of a woman in a bus and basically it was said that this lady had hiv and she would take a syringe with her blood and she would basically infect other people and there was a story of one girl who was infected by her and she had really thick pants and she didn't feel the sting but then she went to the doctor and the doctor said you have hiv i don't know if you romanians that are listening to this know about this one it was really popular i think in 2018 or something like that anyways it creeped me out and i was scared to death this next urban legend it it is so fucking hilarious it is called baby train so this urban legend it is basically told in the us uk and australia now it first appeared in the novel called kitty foil in 1939 written by christopher morley so according to this legend listen to this really fucking closely a certain small town had an unusually high birth rate there were so many babies this was allegedly caused by a train passing through the town, blowing its whistle, waking up all the residents late at night. Since it was too late to go back to sleep and too early to get up, couples would do stuff. And this resulted in the high birth rate. What the fuck is this? The next urban legend is called KFC chicken is not actually chicken. And... This was so popular 
that the spokesman of KFC had to write a fucking statement. There is absolutely no truth in this ridiculous urban legend, which has been debunked many times. Basically, from what I'm reading, people believed that KFC would use mutant chickens <laughs> fed with different substances and drugs to make them yummier. This seems really real to me, if you ask me. I don't know. KFC for me really had a downfall. I used to love KFC a lot, but their chicken is horrible. Like everything regarding KFC is shitty right now, at least for me, I don't know. When I order from KFC, I always receive black meat, old meat, and fucking dried bread. Like when I order, for example, a sandwich, the bread is dried and it is so dried that it literally cracks. Not even kidding. Disgusting. I hate KFC. This one is interesting. The next urban legend is basically called Phantom Social Workers. Let me read something for you. The term Phantom Social Workers, also known as Bogus Social Workers, aroused in the UK and US following sporadic reports to the police, uh, not to the police, to police and media about people claiming to be social workers and attempting to abduct children from their parents. This was really popular in the 90s, of course. Everything is, everything was terrifying in the 90s. So there you go. I don't know what's going on with this iceberg. Like, from all of the icebergs that I saw and I have seen basically on YouTube and I have read, the bottom is absolutely terrifying and mysterious and horrible. This is just so stupid. I don't know. Let's move on to fucking level 10. Let me tell you what I didn't read you from this list. What I didn't tell you guys about so you can do further research. One of them is called London's Parakeet. Parakeet. Oh, Parakeet. Okay, those like birds were bred by Jimi Hendrix. And another one, which I don't know how to pronounce and I am not gonna attempt. So let's move on to number 10, level 10 which is called Legends Left in Desert Sands. I hope this is interesting because level 9 made me laugh and just confused overall. Okay, this one is kind of creepy. It is called The Ratman. So, The Ratman is an English urban legend originating in Southend-on-Sea, Essex. Basically, it is about a homeless man seeking shelter because it was really cold outside and he was basically um, laying into, I forgot, wait, it is called underpass. Okay, so he was basically laying in an underpass, trying to, you know, cope with the fact that he doesn't have a home. It's really cold and he needs to survive. So a group of young people came, they beat him up and basically they left him to die. He died because of being cold and blood loss, was doing the rest. When he died, numerous vermin, vermin are basically animals, a lot of animals, like local animals, who inhabit the area, gathered and devoured his face. Ew. And after this incident, supposedly, a ghostly figure was spotted in the underpass. They also heard, like, rat creepy noises and claws scratching the walls of the underpass ew okay so this next urban legend is really weird it is called the gay roommate and i thought it was like 
a troll, just like a troll urban legend, like a funny one. For example, the baby train. And supposedly this is an urban legend regarding two roommates. There were two guys. One of them was gay. And the gay one drugged his other roommate with chloroform in order to do stuff to him. And yeah, this is the whole urban legend. I found the only website about this. This is called Archives West and it was created in the 90s. And yeah, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's fucking what's going on, but it has actual names and like phone numbers and shit like that. I don't know what this website is. Anyways, this is the website is creepier than this legend. The next urban legend is called Red Cap, and this is basically a creature, a goblin, who murders people, and it is said that he inhabits ruined castles along the Anglo-Scottish border, and especially those that were scenes of tyranny or wicked deeds, known for soaking his cap in the blood of his victims. Yeah, that's all. Also, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, so I think I'm gonna stop here with level 10 because I did more research on some topics and I didn't find them too interesting. They were exactly like the gay roommate one or the rat man or whatever. The f end of this iceberg was kind of disappointing for me. The middle of the iceberg was like peak for me. And yeah, now I'm gonna tell you guys what I basically did not cover on level 10. I did not cover Captain Roger Vanderbird Skeleton in a Tree. Yeah, this is the fucking title. Another one is The London Monster, but don't search about it, it's not interesting. Um, the Warden of Brynbeck Halls and the actual Cowhead story, which I think is called Gozu, and I think we already covered that. So anyways, this was the fucking iceberg. Did you guys like it? Did you guys enjoy it? I think this episode was kind of lacking. Not really though, because we stopped at level 6 or 7. And no, I think we stopped at 7. And we talked about some really interesting ones in the beginning of the episode and in the middle of this episode. Anyways, let's have a talk right now. Let's. We are over with this iceberg. This is my first iceberg that I have ever covered in my life by myself. So... My final opinions is that I adore icebergs. I really enjoy researching a lot of things. It makes me feel really productive, although I just chill in bed with my cat and I do a podcast instead of doing my fucking homework. I feel really productive because I find out more things. And let's say in a discussion once, I'm going to bring up a lot of urban legends and conspiracy theories and true crime cases that I know and people are gonna be intrigued and also you're gonna be entertained so love that anyways the series has officially ended it is done it is completed I feel do you guys know how it feels after you finish a good book or a good tv show you feel fucking empty inside this is exactly how I feel right now I feel like numbness I feel numbness I feel a empty space in my chest basically i will really miss the serious and it's not over this is not the last serious i'm doing on my podcast i'm gonna do a halloween special one and it depends on what subjects i find i promise i'm gonna do my best 
research and find amazing topics. Anyways, I hope you guys like this series. And I hope you also like the topics that I picked. And I described everything really well. Basically, my purpose was to take true crime stories and urban legends and all that jazz and basically summarize information to make it easier for you guys because it is really draining to search for urban legends 24-7 and recording every single day and then researching true crime cases and then being affected by it and then, you know, I fell down a rabbit hole with this series and my throat is definitely not good, um, but it is worth it. I think, in my opinion, it was really worth it and I will do it again. I really like seriouses because, like I said in previous episodes, I tend to get bored if I just keep my podcast like that, the exact same podcast. For example, Smoke Sash, an amazing podcast, love Hannah Merlin. She is a queen. She, in every single episode, answers questions from fandom, from her fandom. And if it was me, I would have got so bored because I cannot be consistent with something without changing it a little bit, you know? So those changes in my podcast, having a new series, changing my caption, changing my intro, changing my song, like my theme song these are what keep me motivated and you guys also i cannot forget about that of course so anyways the series is now completed i'm gonna go back to my old content my old comfy and amazing content i have so many ideas i filled my notes with episode ideas that i want to do and i'm really excited for what's gonna come anyways I hope you guys like this series because I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed making it. It has consumed a lot of my time. Gotta say that I fell in so many rabbit holes. I, you know, discovered a lot of things that I did not know of. And I expanded my general knowledge, which I adore. So anyways, this series has been benefiting me. And I hope you guys will enjoy it as much as I do. I hope you guys will find it entertaining and I will see you in the next episode, which is going to be a regular one. I will miss you guys and I love you so much.